Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlo, your host, and I am co-hosting today with Russell Bruce. Hello, everybody out there. All right, guys. Welcome to season two. We are really excited about this season. We are going deeper. This is our first episode, and we are talking about The Matrix. We're all very familiar with the movie The Matrix. Um, We actually talk about it a lot. People talk about taking the red pill or the blue pill, but we want to talk about, are we in the matrix in our real life? Like, is this all an illusion? We're going to break it down. Yeah. Like what's really real, you know, our thoughts real, our actions and what we do day in, day out, how much of it is reality or how much of it is acting out the control of the puppet master. Ah, so Russell, how would you define the matrix? Well, the matrix to me is basically what we do every day. Like, is it really, is it really lined up with reality or is it someone else's idea of reality and us giving power to it by accepting it as our own? You know, and and we'll touch on some different things here, you know, as it plays out, you know, like education and religion, you know, even, you know, relationships, if you even want to take it that far, Mm -hmm. like how much of it is is real and how much of it is just control, control over your mind by powers that be. Yeah, I like to think of it as either your environment is controlling your thoughts and actions or your thoughts and actions is controlling your environment. And what side are you on kind of determines if you're in the matrix or not. Um, I also like to think of it as possibly a prison for the mind. That is very true. Because, you know, are you doing the thinking for yourself and all the beliefs that's been handed down from generation to generation, um, you know, and not questioning things like we're doing things and we've never in our life questioned it. Yeah, because if you were given free will, should you not be a free thinker or should you just accept some ideas that have been packaged up and passed down from generation to generation and never question them, even when they are worthy to be questioned? Yeah. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about some examples of the matrix. Um, Number one being television. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I I like to use this example because right now it's very prevalent. You know, the contrast, say, between two stations, we all know which which two they are, CNN and and Fox. You know, they, they take two different colors, almost like a gang, and divide along uh, democratic and political lines, you know, and depending on who's in office, that station tends to probably have more power and more viewers at mm-hmm. the time. 
and probably makes more money because you know more viewers means more commercial space mm -hmm. and uh we all know that in this society uh, as far as news segments are concerned that things like love and peace and joy don't get a lot of airtime because they tend to be boring there's no shock value yeah there's no in peace and exactly. love yeah but more than anything this is what what our environment and our community and our world needs um not only that but i feel like television places a lot of fear big time lots of fear big time you know and a lot of people are, are sitting at home right now in fear and you know probably sick you know behind the fear mm -hmm. and you know, misery loves company. So if you can find a broadcast that paints other people's lives in a worse condition than yours, you tend to feel a little bit better than yourself. Jude Krishnamurti, I love that quote where he says, there's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And I think we've reached that pinnacle here in not only our society, but in the world. Yeah. All right. Number two, let's talk about religion being the matrix. Now, that one is very touchy. Hopefully we don't step on too many toes, but. Right. We um, we respect everyone's religious beliefs. This exactly. is just a podcast. We're talking about it. Exactly. Matters of the heart and soul. And I think we have to go deeper in order to expose the matrix. Exactly. Why is there so many different religions? And then even with the different religions, why are there so many different versions or sects within the religions? Mm -hmm. You know, is, is it because all of them have found their own individual truths or is there some control mechanisms in place? Mm -hmm. Why do we have holy wars and jihads and nations conquering in the name of religion and God? But at the end of the day, there's millions of lives that are being bludgeoned to death. Mm -hmm. And it continues even to this day. Yeah. Um, and the matrix is, you know, when you're when you're holding on to your religion, but you're in abusive marriage because your religion looks down on divorce. That's the matrix. Yeah. And then. You know, one of the big things like you could even see in social media, there's this big, you know, drawn away from the church, so to speak, in religion. And I think that's going to be a podcast for another day. Why are so many people falling out of the traditional religions and saying that they're spiritual and not religious? Like, what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and when you look at religion, you know, like we said, it's it's a package of beliefs that have been handed down from century to century, but yet people say they have a personal relationship with God. How personal is it if you're accepting something that was passed down that you've never questioned? Mm. Or is it not worthy of being questioned? You know, and that's that's a controversial thing. But, you know, I personally feel that there is a, a lot to be questioned when it comes to the traditional religions that we practice and 
you know, we could touch on a little bit of that today, but I think that's something uh, that we're going to touch on more in depth in the future. Yeah, we'll just stick with the matrix of, of different things. And of course, this one is religion. Um, I just kind of also wanted to say this. Um, and if, if you really, really get this in your spirit and realize that the kingdom of God is within you, it is within you. It is not outside of you. So um, if, if you really get that down in your spirit, then you will understand that as a spiritual being, the kingdom of God is within you. So you are a vessel. It should be through you. So everything you do should look like godliness, right? So love and peace and compassion and empathy and giving and caring and not argumentative because somebody's beliefs are different from you. Um, Love is accepting someone regardless of their differences. So if you could really, really get that down in your spirit, that the kingdom of God is within you and not outside of you. And I think it would be really, really freeing. I think one of the greatest tests would be like a socialization type test to get somebody from every different faith, whether it was like Christianity, Judaism, the Islamic faith, Buddhism, Taoism, get them all in the room, like people who really practice these faiths. And, and I think the bottom them. line would be very similar. And, you know, and I think if we got them together without them even mentioning what their faith is, they would live in peace and harmony. But I think what happens is, is when we identify more with a set of rules and beliefs and titles and, and names than we do with the actual overall goodness of the spiritual development and the uniting of humanity and brotherhood, things of that nature. Mm, just just yeah, moral, exactly. universal principles of of kindness and brotherly and sisterly love, right? And Versus not, and not the secret handshake and the secret password to, yeah. to get into the kingdom. Oh my God, that's heavy. <laughs> that is that's real heavy. Um all right, let's talk about education in the matrix. Now this one is real tricky. I was uh I was listening to something the other day that kind of hit home with me, you know, like think about it. I, I'm a, I have a degree in business, right? And a lot of times these professors that are teaching business, if you ask them if they've ever owned a business or managed a business, most of them never have done so. So how can they teach you how to, you know, they could probably teach you, but they are probably not the best stewards to teach you business if they've never done it you would want to go to someone who was successful in business and you know either manage a successful business to teach you about business because i think they would be more apt like for example i like to read up on centenarians like people who have lived to be over 100 you know and the reason is it's like they obviously know something or have done something you know that's common amongst all of them that has allowed them to prolong their life as opposed to going to, say, a doctor whose average lifespan is probably around 55 to 65 years old. So, you know, that's just my thinking, mm -hmm. you know, but the, the matrix is going to tell you, hey, you know, you're only supposed to live 72 years, 
Whereas, you know, in scripture, it said that, you know, man should easily live to at least 120, right? I totally get it. Um, It's kind of like learning things in school that will never serve us um, in the real world. Learning things that will never, ever, ever serve us. So, um, and kind of look like what we talked about, a lot of trade uh, skills have been taken out of the education system. I mean, you used to have home economics where, you know, you could go in and learn how to cook and do those things. Um, And so we're learning that, you know, students, kids are coming out of, um, I guess with college degrees, no form of experience and was never really had that experience going through the ranks, you know, towards graduation. So it's kind of like just learning stuff that really won't serve you when you get out. And you're accumulating a lot of debt. Yeah. Like for yeah. example, they'll, they'll loan you 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to, to get an education that may or may not, you know, yeah. help you along the along the way depending upon what that degree is in but make it hard for you to get a 50 to a hundred thousand dollar loan to start a business the matrix is even saying that you have to have a certain degree to be successful that is the belief of the matrix because a lot of stuff we learn is getting our feet wet getting in there and getting the experience on it yeah and then at the end of the day who does it serve Exactly. You know, and why does one society have free education and free health care when another doesn't? Exactly. Um, let's talk about holidays. Is that the Matrix celebrating holidays? That's a, Halloween coming up. So that's a very, very good question. And like, for example, like what is Halloween? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and why do so many kids pop up missing? And in this, on a serious note, yeah. please protect your children during this time period because this is a period where a lot of children go missing, and there are millions of children out there that are missing right now, and none of these news stations are talking about it, and there's some very sick and heinous things that are going on not only in this country but in the world. So definitely protect the children and the women. Please do so. And so in regards to that, the Matrix is just saying, whoa, we, we're going to celebrate Halloween, but we've never researched why we're doing it. And, you know, I, I grew up celebrating Halloween because everybody in the neighborhood did it. Everybody got costumes and you wanted to be a part of that. But we never questioned it. Like, what is Halloween? Why is it so embedded around children in costumes? Like, what is that all about? Not only that, even and dark costumes, yeah. dark energy, dark costumes. Yeah. So you know, what is that? Yeah, do the research. <laughs> I, I really don't want to open up that can of worms. No, we're just easy. it's just but, the matrix. Even even something that's most celebrated, like Christmas, right? Christmas is rooted in something similar. Why does the child sit on Santa's lap? Why does Santa wear a red? outfit as opposed to say green or blue. But what does Santa have to do with it? It runs very deep. People Google this stuff because it's real. There was a time in America where, you know, Christmas wasn't celebrated for a long period of time here in America. It was outlawed actually because of its origin. But if you look uh, 
two of the most popular uh, holidays, which appear to be tied to the Christian faith. But if you look at it, it runs way deeper than that. You know, it's dealing more with the winter and the summer solstice. And, um, you know, we can, we can get, and again, we, you we know, can, we, can that, get, yeah. we can get real deep on that. And here, but we're we, just, we're just bringing up the matrix. If you've never right. like just thought about, I've never questioned exactly. that. What is it now is getting out of the matrix and you're actually saying, let me do, let me get this for myself. I know what everybody else is saying. I know what the world is saying. I know what I grew up with and what I was taught, but what does this mean for me? How does this resonate with my own spirit? And, and it, even if you look, we talked about business, we're, we're talking about holidays right now. People pay attention to what's about to occur. You know, we're in this quarantine, the economy's taking a hit because, you know, a lot of people aren't working right now because of the quarantine. Some of the corporations are closing their doors, working on skeleton crews. But keep in mind that this Christmas shopping period is very pivotal in the uh the the u.s economy about 65 percent of the goods are sold during that particular period mm -hmm. so if there is no christmas what does that actually mean to the economy and personally it appears that we're on the verge of a possible collapse so you know it, it's a holiday that if you look how much of it was really about Jesus's birthday as opposed to sheer commercialism. Exactly. You know? I mean, that's a great point because, you know, if we're not out spending, going into debt for one day, when, you know, if it is about the birth of Jesus, you know, and, and being in love, that should be all year long. Uh, your kids should already know that you love them. You know, it shouldn't be about one day in the year. So, the matrix, yeah, and you know, it's just, it's something to think about. Like we won't be spending all that money. We're in a pandemic. And think about this. There's, there's a couple things like, is this a matrix or is it reality? You know, it's, you know, in scripture, it talked about Jesus was born during a time when the shepherds were attending to the flocks in the field. And many of the biblical scholars will say that the birthday would have probably been more around March than it was December 25th. But if you if you look at history, is there's like a whole list of solar messiahs whose birthday was December 25th. And actually, there's a book by Kersey Graves called 16 Crucified Saviors Before Christ. If you want to dig in and look at more information on this about the December 25th birthday in multiple Christ. Uh, but they were dealing with the solar Messiah is dealing with the sun in the sky, the S U N. Right. And, and this is just something that is this myth or reality. Is it the matrix or, or is this real? Right. So you have the sun in the sky that travels throughout the 12 Zodiac gates during the course of the year. Right. And December 22nd through December the 24th, this sun kind of sits smack dab in the middle of this proverbial cross of the, the four four phases, right? The, you have earth, wind, fire, water, or you have the four seasons. 
And as you could see right now, we're in October and the days are getting shorter, but they get the shortest between the 22nd and the 24th. And it's like the sun dies on the cross, on this proverbial cross. And on December 25th, the days begin to get longer going into the, the, the summer equinox or the spring equinox in the summer solstice, right? So December 25th was looked at as the date of the birth of the sun, the S-U-N in the sky. And one last thing. The word Holy Bible comes from the Latin word Helios Biblios, meaning the little book of the sun in the sky. Take that for what it's worth. Parallels definitely there. You know, did the story come out of the story of the sun traveling throughout these 12 celestial gates or the 12 disciplines in nature? Or was this really the story of a physical person who existed? All right. Hey, you know, just like we said, just do your own research on it. Um, so why do we need to know that the matrix exists? How does that empower us that, the, that there's a matrix out there? One, if there is a matrix and we've given the power to somebody else to define reality for us, we've given our power away, like you were saying before, mm -hmm. that the kingdom is within. And that's what Jesus taught, right? That the kingdom is within. So if it's within and we're constantly looking outside of ourselves, then we feel kind of unempowered. Like mm -hmm. we've given our power to something else to save us. And we're constantly waiting for a savior. And we're living with this savior complex, so to speak, that you know, we're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of, you know, we're born in sin. You know, a lot of these things that we're taught, you know, by the time you start digging, there's some things that that really can be questioned. And, mm -hmm. and then we need to dig within. Like Jesus said, that there will be greater things that you shall do. And he also said that, isn't it true that ye are all God's yeah. children of the most high God? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we need to take our power back and not allow others to define who we are if God already defined us. Right. And, you know, beliefs that keep us in fear. That's all I'm saying. You know, um, we should be experiencing life to the fullest. Um, if you are doing great things and if as long as you're doing is morally sound, you're not hurting anyone, you're not doing anything to harm anyone, then experience life to the fullest. Um, you should never be put in fear and doubt due to beliefs. Um, so what happens when you wake up from the matrix? That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing because it's I agree. Like I totally agree. You become empowered. Yes. Life becomes magical. magical. Uh, you expect miracles. Every day. Miracles do happen. I mean, every day. And I, I think that the more you anticipate them, the more you experience them. Experience them. The same mm -hmm. thing. It's like, what's the saying? It says, he who believes that he can and he who believes that he can't, they're both right. Exactly. So I think it's best to believe, you know, believe in, in the teachings of whatever religious faith 
that you say that you believe in, believe in those teachings that they're part of your reality. I think they kind of just scratch the surface, but we have to dig deeper. Uh, that's why within every religious faith, there's two different tiers, right? There's an esoteric and an exoteric part of it. Like, for example, within Christianity, you have the Gnostics. Within Judaism, you have Judaism on one level, and then you have the Kabbalists at another level. Islam, you have the Islamic faith on the surface. Then you have the Sufi order, which Rumi, we hear Rumi, mm -hmm. some of these other great philosophers and sages that it, it is at a deeper level where they go outside of the scripture that was provided to those believers or followers and they dig into all the sacred sciences and math and astronomy and all these different things that support it because most of you have to be honest with yourself when you read revelation when it starts to talk about different things there you have no clue what they're talking about you know yeah i think the bible cannot be read like a storybook uh, it, because it's all very metaphorically. It, and if you're trying to read it like a storybook, there's no way you're getting everything you should be getting out of it. So, and that's just my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion about it, but, you know, yeah, you know, when you look at the Bible and then you compare it to other things and other uh, ways to research and get messages out there, um, it's very hard to understand. Unless, and it's up to the interpreter as well. Right. But you really have to dig deeper and mm -hmm. find other supporting documents to really make it work. Even to translate, is it Hebrew? Is it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are they talking about when they talk about the seven churches? Are they real churches? Are they human beings? Are they chakras? Exactly. Are they atomic exactly. cell structure? Like, exactly. What is it? Exactly. Is it the matrix or is it reality? All right, guys. Exactly. Exactly. So that was deep. I know that was a lot of information um, to digest, but we just wanted to put it out there. What is the matrix? Are you in the matrix? Are you waking up from the matrix? Um, when you wake up from the matrix, how can this liberate your life? And staying in the matrix, what does it do to you? So this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, and this is Russell Bruce. And guys, we appreciate you always. Um, this podcast is inspired by love, God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibration, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energy, music, and all things of the heart and soul. We appreciate you. Please subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on YouTube. We have a Facebook page and Instagram as well. Until next episode, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.